0: You're listening to the Empath Insights Podcast, episode number 47, The Trap of Overgiving. Stay tuned. I'm Rachel Hudson, Certified Life Coach, and I'm here to help you learn to thrive, learn to stop absorbing other people's stress, and embrace your natural gifts. I'll also teach you some practical ways to manage your sensitivities. Every week, I'll be answering your questions, sharing some of my stories, and offering tips and advice so that you can be your best in your relationships, in your business, at home, and with your friends. Hey there, empaths. Welcome back. Do you feel like you are in the trap of overgiving? Okay. Do you feel like you are doing everything for other people, even when they're not asking you to do the thing? Are you putting yourself on the back burner? Are you feeling resentful? Are you feeling exhausted? If that kind of sounds like you, you want to keep listening. If this sounds like someone in your life that does this, maybe you want to forward this podcast on to them. So my goal for you by the end of this episode, you're going to have a really nice framework for yourself so you never have to feel exhausted and resentful from overgiving ever ever again. So when I first started researching and taking my notes for this podcast, I wanted to really get clear on what giving was and what overgiving is. So I looked up the Google definition for a gift. And it says I want you to hold on to this in your mind. Or you might want to write it down if you're in a place where you can write it down. A gift is a thing given willingly to someone and this is the good part without payment. Nothing comes back in return. Okay, technical, Google definition, look it up if you don't believe me. Okay, so that is the definition of a gift. And I really had to look around for the definition of overgiving. It wasn't in the dictionary. It wasn't in the Googles. I did look in psychology today, which I get a lot of my stuff from as well. And it says, what does it really mean to overgive? Overgiving is not the ultimate form of selflessness. (gasps) Yes. Instead, it says, it essentially comes from an inability to receive. What? Okay, what does that mean? That means you give, give, give because you think or hope it will be appreciated or because it makes you feel good about yourself. I want you to hold on to those because those are really different, right? Now, and this came up because um, I've been talking about it a bit on social media. I sent a couple of emails out about it. Like, what does it feel like to overgive? lots of questions out there. And I got a couple of uh, really good responses. I actually got several good, very interesting responses. And I'll get to those in a few minutes. But I've been teaching this to a few of my clients, because they are feeling chronically exhausted. Like they're doing all the things for everyone else putting themselves on the back burner. And then, you know, at the end of the day, they're feeling kind of ticked off and resentful and frustrated. So can you relate to this, just kind of in your head, take some mental notes. Have you ever said yes, when you really meant no, now this was the story of my life for a very long time. Have you ever said yes to someone just kind of out of a knee jerk response, and then probably for me, it was like in, within 24 hours. I'm like, what? Why did I say that? No, I don't want to do that. And then you're in this like, perpetual state of like, I can't believe I said that you're regretting it. Or if you've ever felt resentful after you've indulged in an overgiving behavior, like you just went out of your way. Even when someone didn't ask you to, or they ask you for, to do one thing and you did 10. This is for you. Okay. So there's a few questions that I want you to uh, start asking yourself. If you're not really sure if you're an overgiver, giver you're like, I don't know if that's really me. So this will probably clear things up. When someone asks you to do something, or maybe think about in the last two or three weeks, someone has asked you to do something. Did they ask you or did you just do it? okay. I God, I'm laughing because it sounds like me. Did you say yes when you really meant no? Now I want you to ask yourself why? Why did you do that? Why did you say yes And you're like I don't want to do that. I'm not interested at all. Maybe it was because it was a specific person. Maybe it was because you wanted to seem like a nice person. And listen, I used to do this when I felt like someone didn't like me, I would go overboard. And to make sure that they liked me, I would overgive. Do you do more than a person asks you to do? If someone asks you to do something, are you just going like you're the extra, extra, extra mile? Even they're like, no, I just asked you to do this one thing. Again, I want you to ask yourself why. If you're getting uncomfortable with these questions, (laughs) you might want to re-listen to this later on and take some really good notes because I have lots of good stuff for you here. So ask yourself, what are they actually asking me to do here? And then did you do exactly that? Or did you do something different or extra? And then ask yourself, why do you, and I know a lot of people like this, and it was me too. Do you go overboard on gifts? Do you even go into debt? This is one of my clients. She's like, why do I do this? And I'm like, we'll we'll get to it. Don't you worry. I can give you a lot of reasons you might be doing this, but as a part of being a good coach for me, you, I'm going to challenge you to come up with those specific answers for yourself because they're going to look a little bit different for all of us. We all have our reasons, right? And I want you to consider this. Consider that you can help someone more if you let them do things for themselves. Maybe they won't do it the way that you do it, but maybe this is not only their lesson, maybe this is your lesson too, to let go just a little bit. So why do we do this? Okay, you're probably like, why am I like this? Well, we've maybe we've been taught that overgiving is a part of being a nice person. Maybe you're thinking, I heard this from my client. She's like, if I'm nice, then if I overgive, then I'm super nice. I feel better about myself. And then I feel terrible about myself. So I'll tell you what it led to in my life, the result that it led to in my life. And let me tell you, it wasn't pretty. People, and I'm just gonna say, particularly this kind of this kind of came up for me, particularly bosses, whether it was at teaching yoga at a yoga studio or when I was in the restaurant business, when I was on the cruise ship, it didn't matter. I was gonna overdo something. People would ask more of me because it was easier for them. They knew I was going to give them a yes and they knew I was going to give them more than they asked. Okay. And that I would never say no. But what I was really doing is that I was saying no to myself, my plans, my obligations, my sleep. <sighs> It also created kind of a weird relationship, because then I'm like, now they expect me to say yes. And now I'm in this like, trap or loop. And the big thing for me is that this led to an incredible amount of overwhelm, exhaustion physically, mentally, emotionally. And then the icing on the cake was resentment, I was getting mad at them for me saying yes to things I was like, needed to say no to, and I was overgiving on top of it. I know it doesn't like when you say it out loud, it doesn't sound like it's a smart idea. And I should have known better. But we do this. Okay. You might be asking, why do we do this? We do this because maybe we were raised that way. Okay. Maybe that's just the role that we ended up going into, or maybe you were assigned this role in the family, the overgiver. Or this might've been a behavior that you modeled from a parent, or this for me, this actually hit home. This was my value currency. Overgiving was my dopamine hit. Um, By the way, that doesn't last very long, (laughs) And over time, and again, I'm just speaking from experience, and that's what happens to some of my clients, it might start, it might have started feeling very natural. It did for me, like, that's just who I'm just like, that's just who I am. Those are, I have a lot of thoughts about myself. Now, I'll give you a little bit of a warning, is when you start to change, because I know you're probably listening, because you're like, that's me, and I really need to get out of this trap when you stop, you might get a little bit of pushback. I'll be honest, you're going to get some pushback. It might be a lot. Because when you change, other people are like, what are you doing? How dare you change? So what again, is the difference between giving and overgiving? Yes, I gave you the definitions. But how does it feel? Okay, giving feels very loving. Giving doesn't have anything attached to it. There's no resentments. Like when you give someone a gift, you feel good. Generally, you feel good. You feel really light in your body. There feels like a little spark or maybe a little rush. You just feel better. It almost like a little, little energy boost in a good way. And it generally doesn't cost anything. Giving doesn't have to be monetary, it doesn't have to be financial, although they do overlap quite a bit. Now, overgiving, and I'm just going to call these red flags, because that's what I feel like they are. And when I am saying this, I'm just listing them out for you. I want you to really notice what's going on in your body, if something kind of comes up for you. By the way, I did try this out when I was rehearsing my podcast. And I was like, Oh, this feels not good. So overgiving is done at your own expense. That feels gross. (laughs) It leaves you feeling empty and bitter. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? It feels very dysfunctional. There's nothing left for you energetically, emotionally, even physically and financially. Huge red flag. If you feel that there's a need for recognition or acknowledgement, I want you to bold that in your mind, because I've got some examples that that's going to come up in just a minute. Even if someone is grateful, they can't be grateful enough. I know they said thank you, but I didn't like the way they said thank you. (laughs) So if that sounds familiar, keep listening. Now, when I sent this email out, and I did a couple of social media posts, I had some DMS, and I had some emails. And one of the questions came up. And this gal says, um, well, I'm a super giver, how do I permanently stop the pattern of overgiving with my money, with my time and with my energy to people I either feel sorry for, or who don't reciprocate. Now I'm going to highlight the word reciprocate. And then my coaching is going to be this. Ask yourself what feeling you're looking for. So she calls herself a super giver, which I thought was kind of fun and cute. And my second question is, why do people need to reciprocate? That is not a gift, my friend. Also, what makes you think that giving someone a gift is going to, going to make you not feel sorry for these people anymore. Why do you feel sorry for them? And is giving a gift going to make you feel better? Just some questions, no right or wrong. Also, my question would be, did this person ask you to give them anything? A lot of times, if we're really honest, that's going to be a no. So really, you have to look at the why. What is the feeling that you are looking for? Okay, that was the first message I got. The second one, this cracked me up. Actually, I was like, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) She says, I don't do this anymore, because no one else puts in the effort that I do. I was always disappointed. Also, it's really annoying to get gift cards. They're my pet peeve. I'm just gonna say, let's highlight the word disappointed. Again, it's not a gift. And you don't like gift cards. Thank you for letting us know. Number three, I hate it when people overgive to me because it makes me feel weird. And then she's like, wait, but then I just realized that I do the same thing. My coaching for that is now you see how it can make others feel when you're in this overgiving energy. And congratulations, you just answered your own question. Welcome to coaching people. Number four is overgiving leaves me feeling disappointed. That's the fourth answer. And I'm like, so there's a theme here. There's reciprocated, disappointment, feeling weird. My answer, once again, is what is the emotion you are wanting to feel? Overgiving leaves me feeling disappointed. That's not a gift. Okay. And then the fifth one is... I, st- this lady says, I stopped this years ago because it never felt, keyword here, reciprocated. And my coaching answer is all of these, they are not gifts. That is a trade. That is an exchange. That's an expectation. That is not a gift. Actually, it's manipulation. Okay, let's just call it for what it is. And I want you to really look at your why. All of these answers that I was getting is that you wanted to feel that your effort was matched. That's not giving. These were just a few answers from a social media post that I did on Instagram and an email that I sent out. I also had a blog post about it. And people were very, thank you, for those of you who answered me. But it's really interesting, right? Those answers really just gave me an insight into their brains, what they're thinking that giving is, and overgiving is a different thing. That was weird. So you might want to go back again and listen to this again, take notes on the last five answers that I received. And I want you to, because I wrote down this, I was like, how does this make me feel when I read that it it felt a little bit icky, definitely did not feel empowered at all, didn't make me feel light. I want you to think about when you are doing something or thinking something, is it making you feel expanded? Or is it making you feel tight or constricted or heavy? Okay, think of those. Ask yourself, where am I feeling this in my body? When you're overgiving because you are expecting reciprocation and you're disappointed if it's not matched, okay? Now, let's lighten this up just a little bit with some strategies, which is probably what you came for, but i love to give you some real-life examples word for word what people write to me. So here are some strategies that you can use to stop overgiving. Here's what I want you to do. Yes, guess. You get bonus points if you guessed, get out a sheet of paper or get out your journal. What I want you to do is write down all of your commitments and things that you do for others. Do not let your brain go into overwhelm and overindulge mode if you're like, I do everything for everybody. Okay, fine. Let's look at the last week. Let's look at the last two or three days. Let's look at the last month. Let's just let's we can be very clean and clear. Your brain wants to keep you confused to keep you in this what it thinks is a safe little routine of overgiving. Okay, so I want you to write down all of your commitments and things that you do for others. Whether it's financially or monetarily maybe you don't give financially or monetarily or overgive excuse me maybe it's your time are you spending too much time on the phone with a friend who wants to dump all of their problems on you spend an hour of your time and then they feel amazing and you feel terrible and i want you to go back to listen to that wilted flower episode kind of at the very first first few podcasts here do you emotionally get, overgive and do you energetically overgive? Do you put your stuff on the back burner? Now, I want you to get really specific. You can't do with this in your head, okay? It just doesn't work, work that way. I want you to get very facty. That's not a word, but I want you to get really exact. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a warning. This is going to feel very uncomfortable. And you're not going to want to do it because it's uncomfortable. Your brain's like, nope, don't want to do that. That's not fun. I'll just keep overgiving and get upset. <laughs> so, write down who you do this with. Maybe it's a lot of people. Maybe it's just people in your family, or maybe it's just work. I want you to write out, do they ask you to do this? Be honest. Do you just do it automatically because you want to help? And you don't want them to get in trouble, maybe. (laughs) I want you to also get very exact how much time and money and emotional energy are you spending. Be very specific. This is going to give you an insight into your brain and what you are doing. Write down where you can give yourself permission to do less. How is this wasting your time? I'm not getting my work done. I'm getting his work done first, and then I'm staying late. You know how that goes. So there are consequences, net negatives, or just negative results that come out of this. Step two, make a deal with yourself. If someone does ask you to do one thing, commit to doing only that one thing. Maybe that's your baby step. Maybe your habit is, they asked me to do this one thing, and I do the 10 extra things that go along with the one thing. And now it's weird. Okay? And if you do say yes, say it only because you mean it. Say yes only if you mean yes. If your gut says no, like mine did all of those years, like I don't want to do this. <laughs> if it says no and or you have a feeling that you're going to regret your yes, say no. Now, if you're unsure, or you are indulging in confusion, like we like to do, I want you to look at your past few weeks, or the last time that you did this for answers. If you're still holding on to resentment, that one person, you know who that is? Ask yourself why you've probably overgiven. They didn't even ask you to do the thing. Okay, step number three is give to yourself first. You can call it self care. But I want you to remember, this is not just about going to get your nails done or going to the spa or taking a bath, long bath or whatever. This is saying yes, to you, to yourself, where you have previously said no to yourself. Now, this is typically going to feel like you are overgiving, or that you are being selfish. (laughs) You're not. You might feel uncomfortable. So I want you to do something. I want you to, in your journal or the piece of paper, make a list. And I want you to constrain to either five minutes, because I know what you're going to say, I don't know how to do it. Make a list for five minutes or until you fill up the page, whichever comes first, of all the things that you can do for yourself. That is nice that you're giving to yourself. Okay, this gift that you're giving to yourself. And this is going to be a huge reminder because I know where your brain is going to go because mine used to do the same thing. Doing something nice for yourself does not mean you're doing something against somebody else. I'm going to let that sink in for just a minute. But think about that. You might want to write that down. Now I know what's probably going on in your head because this is the thing that people do all the time. But how do I do that? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to give you some examples, but I want you to come up with your own ideas as well. And maybe you can use these to kind of jumpstart your creativity. Some examples for some examples of doing a couple of things for yourself might look like this. Maybe it's 30 minutes of um, no electronic time. Maybe it's going to bed 30 minutes early without electronics. Uh, yeah, that's a gift to you. Okay. Your future self is going to thank you for that. Maybe it's 10 minutes of meditation. If you don't know where to start, I have some great meditations on my website. It's under the tab that says guided meditation. Or maybe you can turn your phone off for 30 minutes. And I am not giving you a time frame. You decide the time frame because I know what you're doing. I can't do that or that's not long enough or that's too long. So your brain's going to give you all of these answers. Decide how long you're going to turn your phone off for once a day. See how it feels. How about a power nap? Or as my dad, who is retired, calls it a quality nap. And he does not care. He's like, if you're calling me between the hours of 2 and 4 p.m., I'll be taking a quality nap. So don't even bother. So I was like, that's some really healthy boundaries. I'm like, don't worry, dad. You could practice saying no to things that you don't want to do, like little tiny things. It's, again, it's fun to start small. And I'll let you know that it's going to surprise some people. They're not going to know how to react, especially if you're the type to just say yes to everything. Okay. And it doesn't matter if you do one of these, or if you do all of these, if you do a little bit of mine, and you've come up with some on your own. I want you to, now this is the key, I want you to write down how you feel after you've done something good for yourself. And then your brain's going, how do I pick one? You just pick one. Just do something. Just start. Okay? Now, step four is even better. If you want to really, really feel better, get that dopamine hit, do something small for someone else. Very small. Again, not the money thing, something small, a small act of kindness. Maybe you could hold the door open for somebody. Or let someone go ahead of you, even if you're in a hurry. Or maybe you could give your partner the prettier dish or the bigger dish at dinner. That's kind of fun. And don't tell them. Or you could give a compliment to somebody. I love drive-by compliments. You know that there's like a, it's a YouTube channel or a video and these people just drive by and they stop people on the street and they're just telling them how amazing they look or they love their dress. I always get a little choked up on those and I love watching those. And I love to see the look and the smile on the people's faces. They're just walking along. Maybe they're just having a day of it, you know. And these people drive by and like, hey, you look beautiful today and their face just brightens up. Or you could let somebody who's been waiting forever in traffic. You know what that feels like? Maybe you could let them turn in, in front of you. Or here's something I learned from my meditation teacher. Text someone on your contact list and just say thinking of you and sending love with expecting anything in return. If they don't text back, perfect. This is for practice, not for expecting anything in return. I want you to think of giving as no strings attached. So there's a banner at the top of my website, my homepage, rachelkhudson.com, And the banner says join my free coaching library. Now, this is totally free at the moment. And this is where you can find all of my webinar replays, group coaching replays, journal proms, and so much more. And if you're ready to work with me one-on-one, you'll again, just go to my website, rachelkhudson.com and click the tab that says work with me and you can schedule your free consultation. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week be kind to yourself, say nice things to yourself and be kind to others. Bye.